Hey, all you intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Hey there, bright lights. It's Angela here, your friendly space shaman, reminding you that space feels like something. We often overlook that because we are so busy worrying about program and flows and adjacencies and meeting codes and design aesthetics and all kinds of things that are important to our clients, are important to us. But when we get down to it, we really are creating an ecosystem. And that ecosystem impacts the people that use the space, body, mind, and spirit. It affects them profoundly as more and more research is showing Everything from absenteeism to appetite to mental acuity to healing to pain are all impacted by our environments. And let's face it, most of us are living in a built environment for most of our days. So what we do as architects matters. And that's why it's so important that we be advocates for how a space feels. It's not that hard to kind of take your clients and even have them in whatever room they happen to be in. Notice how they feel. Notice what elements in the room they can find that they might resonate with, what things irritate or annoy them, whether they feel peaceful in the space or productive or tense, and then to have them start thinking about what their surroundings are comprised of that might be making them feel that way. So sitting in a niche with a low ceiling in a maybe darker corner might make you feel cozy and comfortable and intimate like you can have a private conversation or settle in to read or do high concentration work. Being in a big expansive loud space might make you feel energized and excited or like you want to be very extroverted and social. Spaces that let you contemplate and pace might be good for feeling calm. Spaces that are stimulating, multi-sensory kind of environments are going to have a different impact on those very neutral spaces. You get the idea. You understand how form plus materials plus color plus lighting plus acoustics 
all layered together to create an ecosystem, an environment. And that environment can be very selectively dialed in to match what the needs are of those using the space. So we can create a wide ranging palette to really kind of address a lot of different needs. But each piece, each element, each ecosystem that we are creating is very, very carefully fine-tuned. And by doing this, we're really helping everyone to be, as I call them, their best selves in the space, which is why I like to think about what we do as space shamans. We really are diagnosing the conditions and the problems, and then we are providing a cure through the environmental elements that we're creating. And what's important as we set about doing this is that we are truly creating an ecosystem that is in service to the users of the building and not an ego system. It's so easy to cross that line, right? To get to what you feel you want or you need to do or what you feel is best for the users of the space, which is kind of how we're taught to do it in architecture school, right? It is architect with a capital A. It is about being omniscient. It is about collecting some information, rendering a judgment, and then building a design concept around that judgment that you then impose. And if anyone doesn't really agree with that, they clearly need to be educated and inculcated because they can't appreciate the art of the work. If you've been taught to approach design that way, I want to invite you to think about it a little bit differently. I really want you to think about it more like being a shaman, more like being sympathetic and diagnosing and discerning instead of judging and surfacing a solution and thinking about providing curative elements so that the healing, i.e. the people being their best selves, can really begin to happen. It's a cooperative effort. It involves a dialogue. It involves working together to find common meaning, to understand tasks versus roles, to understand activities and experiences over program function. And when we do this, we really do unlock the potential of even the most tiny projects that don't seem terribly exciting to be more than what even our clients might believe is possible for them to be. We're creating spaces that are special and impactful and that touch people, spaces that are memorable, spaces that people want to be in. Now, we were talking in our clubhouse room on Monday about 
matching design to operations and how if you don't really have the right processes in place, your design is going to create friction with the people using the space because it's not going to support the way they actually want and or need to use it. And Robin Gunther was in our room and she had joined in the conversation and mentioned a quote about healthcare spaces where if you want nurses to want to, to work in your space, you have to give them space they want to be in. And it really is a profound paradigm shift to say, it's not a, if you build it, they will come, or because it's there, it will be used, but rather a recognition that being in a space is a choice. And when we give people better spaces, they will choose them over inferior spaces. And I think we're seeing that played out even more today as we are in the midst of what is called the Great Resignation. And I was just reading an article about this earlier today, how there had been this myth for quite a few decades that you needed job security and stability and it was bad to quit if you weren't happy. And in fact, if you were to look at previous decades in the last century, you'd find that people's employment was a lot more fluid than maybe we think. You know, we tend to think of retiring with the gold watch after 50 years of service, but in fact, in the 50s and 60s, there was a pretty good amount of people who left jobs as they were upwardly mobile and continued to look for better opportunities one after the other. Part of what is at the root of the great resignation is people not wanting to go back to work they just don't love in spaces that just don't support them. And so they're empowered right now because we have broken the pattern. We have completely, you know, created this disruption in everyone's lives that's helped people to slow down, to pause, to evaluate and consider, and to start to say, the risk of making a change is less than the risk of staying put. And think about that. That is huge. Normally, when we think about risk adversity, we're thinking about fear of change. Now, now we're talking about fear of things staying the same. Because now that we understand it and we've gotten a little bit more perspective on what our status quo is really all about, we're starting to realize en masse as a world that we don't want to go back there. And look at all of the really profound positive things that are happening. We're seeing wages go up because workers are needed. 
Jobs that used to pay minimum wage are now paying $14 and $15 an hour. Now there's downsides to this as well because there's a lot of supply chain problems, operation hours are being cut because there's not enough workers. Long term, this may have some detrimental effects on our economy, but we're also seeing a huge spike in e-commerce and believe it or not, an incredible rise in small businesses and entrepreneurship. In other words, a rising level of consciousness that you don't have to do it someone else's way, that you get to choose and you get to pick your way. And along with that, I think is a greater appreciation for the impact that the environment has on all of us. So seize the moment. Don't let preconceived thoughts about what your role is as an architect get in the way. Know that people right now are hungry for environments that nourish them, not environments that they have to cope with not environments that make them sick, not environments that stress them out more than they already are or overwhelm them, but supportive, restorative spaces that let them be their best selves and show them the way, show them how, no matter who they are or what their station in life is, they can live in beauty. They can be surrounded by space that inspires them. Isn't that the dream when we all go to school to learn this profession? Isn't that what we all hope for? That we will make those spaces that touch people's lives? This is your moment. This is your chance. Help people to connect the dots. Help them to see how and why their space can elevate their existence and then give them that ecosystem, not the ego system, that they need to be their best selves. Speaking of being your best self, we know it's a two-way street. We can't just have a lot of lofty goals and ideals but not have the confidence to be an advocate. If you struggle with having your voice heard, taking a stand on issues, asking for what you want, if you are tired of the burnout and the overwhelm, but you don't know how to take a stand to make radical changes in your life and your career, I'm here to help you. My fall coaching calendar is open and the slots have been filling up really quickly. I've had so much positive feedback from people I have coached in the last few weeks. It's really a transformational process where you get so much, so much clarity and I really help you to see past the things that you just accept as true and real and start to question those. And the minute you do, it really unlocks so much and it makes it so clear 
how quickly you can make changes and go where you want to go instead of struggling and spinning out. But because I work full time, I only have very limited amount of spots available and we're almost full. So if this is something you think you want to do, make sure you don't dither on this. Take a stand for yourself, be your own advocate, and go check out my programs. I have coaching programs at multiple levels that you can find on my website at architectingpodcast.com. You can see the programs right on the front page and you can look at what you think would be most beneficial to you. Whether that is a half hour lightning session to just give you a jolt of clarity or a 90 minute intensive flourish session to help you set your course for the next 90 days or a 90 day package where you'll get multiple touch points with me in addition to the immersive initial session so that you can really see the transformation play out. I would be so honored to assist you in moving into the career you know you were meant to have while living your best architecture lifestyle. So check it out, architectingpodcast.com. You'll see the programs as you scroll down the page, or you can DM me on Instagram and ask any questions that you would like. I always appreciate the fact that as a busy person, you're here. And you're choosing to listen to this podcast and be part of this community. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. It means so much to me to be able to do this and to hear your feedback. So if you haven't already, please subscribe and leave a comment. If you know someone who would benefit from listening to this content, share this with them and encourage them to subscribe as well. We have to work together and support one another to raise the consciousness of our profession. I hope that you will join me in being that voice for change. Share your thoughts on this episode and don't forget to tag me at Architecting Podcast on Instagram. Take care for now and we'll see you next time. Thanks for being part of this episode of Architecting. If you enjoyed the show, join our community on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn to keep up with what's in the show pipeline, including a behind-the-scenes look at my architecture lifestyle. Feel free to share your content ideas. Love to hear your feedback. You can also visit architectingpodcast.com to download free career content and learn about my classes, book, and coaching programs. Until next time, stay inspired.